Welcome to Healing America with Dr. Jim White. Jim has been investing, coaching executives, and turning around companies for over 30 years. Now your host, Dr. Jim White. Hello, this is Jim White, and welcome to Healing America. This is episode number five, and uh, this evening uh, we are going to change gears a little bit. It often happens, and uh, not that often, that uh, we have an uh, issue with a guest, and it's uh, not sure what the issue was, And uh, but in, in the event, we will, we will proceed and uh, we will certainly rebook. We're looking forward to our guest this evening. So, uh, uh, so for you guys that tune in regularly, thank you for tuning in. And like I said, this is episode five. And what I'm going to do this evening, uh, I'm just going to do a, a continuation with the uh, exchange and the conversation we're going to have. And I was going to talk about uh, Broken America uh, in the Healing, uh, Healing America series. Like I said, this is a series uh, episode number five. And uh, the mission of the show is to inspire all Americans, uh, inspire all Americans. And uh, I don't think it would be any more appropriate than uh, this evening. Uh, as you know, we're on the eve of the first uh, presidential uh, debate uh, in Cleveland this evening. And uh, so what I'm going to do is uh, I just want to talk about that a little bit. And like I said, it's uh, where it, the, the debate starts, uh, I think, what, nine o'clock Eastern time. And uh, and it was very interesting uh, as I'm preparing for the show this evening. Uh, I was looking at some of the questions and doing a little research. Uh, I, I think the uh, the interviewer, the uh, Chris Wallace from uh, Fox News, uh, released, uh, the moderator, I should say, uh, released a list of six general topics uh, that he was going to uh, bring up to both the candidates this evening. And uh, topic number one was the Supreme Court. Um, uh, Supreme Court, and the other one's going to talk about COVID-19. Uh, I think the other topic he is going to review is the economy and then uh, race and violence and the election integrity and uh, possibly uh, bring up uh, the issue that was uh, of the uh, tax issue that was broken in the New York Times of uh, President Donald J. Trump. So I'm looking forward to, uh, to, to that. So, and, and I hope you're going to tune in as well because it's, I don't think it's, uh, uh, we, we have this election, how can I say, it? I think is the most critical election we've had in the modern times. Uh, especially in, in, I'm going to say in my lifetime, um, I think my, you know, the regular viewers know that uh, I, I'm not a fan of our uh, number 45. Uh, I'm not a fan. I never have been a fan, never will be a fan. And I think what he has done to our nation is, is, is just horrible. Uh, even though uh, we, we have parts of the country uh, that are certainly supporters uh, I think that's more, to me, <laughs> that's more troubling, I think, than uh, some of the uh, actions that our current president uh, takes. Uh, and, uh, and that really goes to uh, broken America. And in broken America, if you have it, uh, 
If you haven't had an opportunity to get your copy, a hard copy, and, uh, and I think it's just been released in Kindle version as well, if that is your preference. But what I wanted to do with your indulgence and, and think about the debate this evening, and I want to just highlight uh, the 10 principles and I, I, I would like for you to be able to set with them, if you will, as you're looking at the debate tonight. And what I'm looking for uh, in the presidential debate, and uh, like I said, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very clear uh, that, uh, that I want uh, uh, President Trump to, to leave office. Uh, I'm also uh, a supporter of uh, uh, Joe Biden, but I also recognize that the Democratic uh, Party has some issues as well. So in my book, I, I try to walk right down to the middle. I'm trying, uh, trying to just be as factual as humanly possible and, and to be able to lay out these uh, 10 principles that, in my opinion, are extremely, extremely important. And uh, as I... Before I get into the principles, I start with the book. I start with the, the Constitution. And uh, the Constitution is a document that uh, I, I absolutely love. Is it perfect? Absolutely not. Is there some things that, uh, that we, we can look at in this modern time? I think so. But it is the founding document, and it's, it, it served us well uh, for a lot of years. Now, as I'm looking forward to seeing the first questions that come from Chris Wallace this evening, and as we talk about the Supreme Court, uh, I, I think the Supreme Court, uh, the nomination that he, uh, that President Trump has put forth, uh, it is certainly within his rights to do that. Uh, and I know the, uh, the Democrats are uh, talking about uh, in, in, 20, in 2016 uh, and in the practice uh, within uh, election years, elect a new, uh, new president to elect the nominee. And so it, it, it's really, really another, uh, I think, slam, but there's nothing in my opinion that is uh, uh, that's wrong because it's within the president's right to do that. Uh, but I don't think it, it, it goes to the spirit of what the spirit has been and uh, for, uh, for a lot of years uh, of uh, nominating a, a Supreme Court jurist uh, and less than, what, 35 days to the election, uh, 35 days, and we're going to go. We're going to start the hearings next week. Uh, there's no question uh, that the Republicans in the Senate probably have the votes. There's probably no question about that. I hope that we have a few senators that will uh, stand up and send a message of integrity uh, and to uh, say, no, we're not going to do this. But again, uh, certainly within the president's right to do that. It's not unconstitutional as I know the Constitution, and uh, I know it pretty well but I do not profess to be a constitutional scholar in any stretch of the imagination, but I do, I, I, I do know it and uh, pretty well. So what I want to do is, again, just go through the highlights of the principle. 
principle one, number one that I lay out in the Broken America is vision. So that's what I'm going to be looking for tonight. And I'm going to be looking for and the next two debates. Uh, what is what's each candidate going to bring forth for his vision for America? Or is it just going to be uh, pointing fingers? You did this. You did. Th you did this pointing fingers at each other versus laying out a clear vision for America. I want to hear that. I want to hear that from our, 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 our candidates. I want to hear it uh, because we have such challenges in America. Our, our debt, our infrastructure, uh, I think the, uh, the, the violence, uh, white supremacy being identified by the FBI as one of the major uh, national uh, security threats in America today. Uh, I think the, uh, the, the, the policing in America needs to be cleaned up a little bit. And so I'm going to look in for that. And that's what I lay out in the book. And I talk about vision. Uh, I, like I said, I'm not going to uh, uh, give away everything only because I don't have the time to do it justice. But I'm certainly looking forward to it because it's really important that we just start connecting to the hearts and the heads, all Americans, not some Americans. It distresses me to no end to know that we have such a divided America. It stresses me to no end uh, because we do have that divided America, and especially from a veteran. As, as many of you know, watching, I am a Vietnam veteran. I served proudly. I, I wore my uniform proudly. Uh, there was never a wrinkle. I love putting on a uniform. I love uh, the, the, the opportunities that were afforded me as a result of my service. I also, as many of you know, I have a disability uh, from my service, uh, but I'm one of the lucky ones. And I think you've heard many times uh, our, our veteran community. I think we got to do a better job of, of servicing our veteran community than we're currently doing. So that's part of the vision, right? I want to hear that. And I want to hear it in such plain talk and very straight up, not just campaign talk. I want to hear some very specific. Where are we taking our country? Where do we want to take our country for, uh, for the next four years? Talk to us about it. Health care, we know, is going to be a major, major issue. We know that the current administration has been doing everything that they can uh, possibly do uh, to, to, to absolutely eliminate um, eliminate Obama, Obamacare, and I am not saying that's a bad thing, uh, a bad thing in all cases. It's good. I want to be, make sure that I'm saying that clearly. Obamacare does have some areas for improvement, but it should not be eliminated. There's some places we can always improve. We can always get better. We can always improve. And so uh, principle number two that we that is in the book, and I lay out in the book, I want to talk about leadership. Well, that's one thing that, uh, in, that laid out that uh, Chris Wallace was probably going to ask about, and that was COVID-19. So does the current administration pass the leadership test uh, with COVID-19? In my opinion, they do not. They do not. And again, I'm not a medical expert. I am not a physician in stress the imagination, but I have been in leadership positions uh, going on five decades. And I know what it looks like, and I know it, what, what it doesn't look like. And what it doesn't look like is the way the current administration 
is handle the COVID-19 issue. So in my opinion, no leadership. So again, when I'm listening to the debate tonight, I'm listening to the other two debates, and I'm watching for the next 35 days, I want to know who is going to be able to come forth with the leadership. Now, again, uh, you know, it's it, it's really a catch twenty two for me because uh, I am so disappointed in the current administration, and there's no way I could ever vote for him. But the message from the Democrats is this can't be anti-Trump. Uh, we got to do more than that. Yes, we got to defeat Trump on November the third. Yes, we have. But at the same time, I want I want us to be careful uh, that we don't just start throwing away every policy because there's some, there's some good policies that we need to build on, right? And we got to be very careful because of the, uh, the amount, what we're going to do with the uh, uh, interest rates, uh, tax rates, and on and on and on. So those things are also extremely important, and that comes from the leadership. And as I lay out in the book, I think that starts around page 40 on the book. Then another thing is uh, that we talked about is um, principle number three I talked about in the book, and that is truth seeking. Well, <laughs> whatever you want to look at, uh, whatever stat you want to look at, uh, that's another thing that's uh, uh, dear to my heart is uh, you, you cannot build a foundation on falsehood. Uh, you got to be always seeking the truth. You got to be looking for the truth. And then we, we know that we can get in debates. I've had debates myself. Who's truth, right? And uh, But we know in this case, I'm speaking of the integrity. I'm thinking of doing the right thing. I'm thinking of not looking to uh, deceive. I'm talking about not being able to look to cut corners and uh, abuse uh, and, 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 and call out uh, certain ethnic groups and uh, just flat out tell lies just to set a framework of, of to split in the country, split in the country. We got to stop that nonsense. And uh, I, I don't care what party you're in. We got to stop that nonsense. And that's another thing that I wanted to do when I released the book. I wanted to be able to uh, get a copy of the book and ever every uh, uh, congressman, senator, cabinet uh, we possibly can. And we've started that program. Uh, I think we sent some books out uh, started yesterday. And we're, we're going to states that I, I reside in, in California and Arizona and Connecticut. So we've got books on the way to Everson. We're going to, get, going to get a copy of this in, in the hands of everyone that will read it. It's going to go to every member of house and uh, and uh, every, everybody. Now, principle number four, we talk about principle and, uh, excuse me, courage in the book. Well, that's where I was talking about earlier, where I hope, I hope that we have some Republican members in the Senate that's going to have enough courage to finally say, I've had enough of the nonsense from Donald J. Trump. I've had enough of it. He is destroying our country. There is no question about it. Then on the other side, I can have friends that would argue, well, look at the economy. I said, and then I have a counter. We'll say, look at the, look at the economy that uh, President Trump inherited. And at the same time, courage. Please have the courage 
to absolutely vote against this Supreme Court nominee. Have the courage to say no. Have the courage to say no. Now, as we also know that the, uh, Mitch McConnell is a very shrewd politician. He knows process. He knows procedure. And he's, he's always been after one thing in his political, uh, his entire political career. That is the Supreme Court. And uh, we, we just got to make sure that we do everything uh, and to uh, say no. So that's what I talk about courage. Courage to be able to do the right thing. Courage to be able to do the right thing in face of all odds. I did a radio show this morning for an hour on a station in Louisville. Uh, and uh, the host was just fantastic. I've done other interviews with him. And today it, we just had a conversation about the book. Uh, about uh, my story, if you will, uh, and, and just dealing, uh, just drilling down on the book in, in, in some detail. And it came up about this courage, a courage to be able to do the right thing. Well, how many of us uh, that are all parents, and we're, we're talking to our, uh, our, 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 I'm going to use the word kids, uh, for lack of a better one right at the moment, uh, when they're born, we start teaching them uh, to uh, do the right thing and have the courage to do the right thing, right? So this courage thing is a, it's a, it's a big deal. So I hope we have the courage to say, we need to take our country back. We need to take our country back. I hope every American, every American will please, if you're not registered, get registered and vote. You own this country. Do not sit on the sidelines. We must vote for Joe Biden because we need to absolutely get rid of, of this person that's destroying the moral fabric of our country, right? Now, number five is integrity that I talk about in the book and I dig down in the book. Number five, integrity. This integrity uh, is, I often say, is doing the right thing when nobody's looking, right? or having the integrity uh, to be able to uh, stand up to someone. And, and, and there's a moment that comes to mind with John McCain. And uh, John McCain, I happen to think, was one of the uh, uh, great Americans that ever served as a public servant, just a great American. And for me to hear uh, uh, our president uh, disparage him the way he does, it just infuriates me. It's the only word that I can think of here. And I remember when the, when uh, John McCain was running against uh, Barack Obama, and he was doing a town hall, I think. And uh, there's a lady in the audience uh, that made reference to him not being an American citizen, right? I think it was. I'm paraphrasing here. Well, who started that rumor? Donald J. Trump, right? And 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 I was so impressed with the. Uh, with uh, Senator McCain at that time. Senator McCain, quietly as he does, he, he, he looked at the lady and he said, no ma'am, no ma'am, no ma'am. He is a good man. He's a good family man. No ma'am. So Senator McCain would not buy into that. So that's integrity. That's courage. That is, that is doing the truth seeking. That is the leadership, right? And it also backs up to the vision. So I hope you're beginning to see a pattern 
but how all of these principles start coming together in the book. Now, principle number six that we talk about in the book, and it really, really is a big one today in America. That's tolerance and equality. Tolerance and equality. Well, how many hours could we do and we talk about that? Tolerance. We need to be tolerant of all people. We need to look for equality for all people, not just some of the people. We are a nation of immigrants. We need to be tolerant of all of our citizens. We need to figure out a way to include all of our citizens. We need to make sure that we have equal opportunity for our citizens that choose that. And I use that word that choose because I know firsthand that we have a lot of Americans that are not a choosing to be the best person that they could be or, or, or have the best intention. They'd rather sit on the sideline and uh, get, uh, get a handout, if you will. And I know I'm gonna get a lot of feedback on that, but it's true. We have a lot of people that are deciding I'm not gonna vote, and I've heard that, I'm not gonna vote, but I'm gonna take the unemployment, right? You're taking the money from the government, but you're gonna take the money, but you're not gonna stand up and be part of the solution and have your voice heard. So we do have people. In my coaching practice, in my consulting practice, yes, what we did was to try to get people to look in the mirror, to find their purpose, and absolutely go live your life to the fullest. Do not leave anything left in the tank when you depart this body. Live your life on purpose and with, with passion and with conviction, right? This is what this election is all about. This is election is about us in America, being able to live the passion and getting rid of, of the hate and the hate. And if we continue to fuel the fire of hate and intolerance, it's going to continue to erode our society. When I turn on uh, uh, a news channel, when I'm seeing the, uh, the uh, violence that are uh, uh, playing out in some parts of the United States, uh, it, 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 it's just like, what country am I living in? I have lived in many countries around the world. My career allowed me to live in, in many countries. I have been in some of the countries that are uh, got civil wars. I've been in the middle of them. I, you know, I fought uh, in, in, in Vietnam as a soldier, but I have worked in countries that have some, I know what it looks like. And what I see playing out, and some of the uh, demonstrations, and even uh, even our uh, police, when I see how it's playing out now, uh, in some cases, and I am such a supporter of law enforcement. A lot of my coaching practice for years was in law enforcement, teaching and training and leadership and uh, communication and uh, tolerance and all that. I spent a lot of years coaching and consulting in that particular field. But what I'm seeing playing out right now, it is it is disturbing to see to see the different different things that are playing out, and that goes back to some of the things that Chris Wallace said that he was going to talk about uh, tonight, and that was in the violence. Look at the violence and uh, you know, the all the things in Louisville. Look at Portland, and I can go on and on and on. 
we have got to have some leaders to stand up and say, we as Americans cannot do that. We can do better. We can communicate. Where are all of our leaders? What's going on with our politicians that's sitting on the sideline? We need to get people in the room and start talking. Start talking. Start listening. So that goes to number seven, principle number seven that I lay out in the book. And that's, re and that's respect. We can disagree. The host I had uh, I, that was on the radio show today, he said, Jim, I don't agree with everything that you said in your book. But one thing about it, we can have a conversation with respect. That's what we can do. I can, we can have neighbors. We may not agree on all policies. This is what makes America so great, that we can disagree openly, openly and honestly, but we can do it with respect. We don't have to start doing, calling people names. We don't have to start doing all this stuff. We do not. We are better than that. We are better than that as a nation. And the next thing, principle number eight, uh, patriotism. And uh, again, each one of these, you can see uh, the passion that I have for each one of these 10 principles. And when you get into the book, all the examples that I lay, and it's, it's shameful, it's like I'm selling a book. Well, I, I am to a degree, only because I believe, I believe with my heart and soul that some of the things that I write here uh, is, is, will help us. And if we will start looking at it and we can start Going back, what I say to the basics, uh, to the blocking and the tackling, right? So, patriotism. As I stated earlier, when I put on that uniform, I, I was so so proud. I like I said, I love this country. I'll do anything I possibly can for this country. And uh, and oh, by the way, today is my birthday. I'm 72 years old, and I'm and often refer. I'm going on 28. So I I in in the host asked me today. You're not at this at this stage in your career. You're 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 not concerned about being politically correct. Well, I don't want to offend anybody, but I'm going to speak my truth, and I want to speak the truth when I have actually been in uniform as millions of other people have over the years to protect the right to vote and protect this country. And when I see what's happening right now in just about every position, it's in in this administration. It is disgraceful. We have got to stop it. We are the United States of America, and we are Americans that need to stand up and take our country back. And we, and I know we send, need to send a strong message to the Democrats as well. We some things we got to clean up there. We got to clean up that side of the house as well. The next thing in principle number nine that I talk about the capitalism and money. Well, people think capitalism is bad, and then we got all of the we got the say the Democratic side of the aisle and the Republican side of the aisle. And everybody's talking about, well, this was socialism. This is this is greed. Capitalism. There's nothing wrong with capitalism. You've got to. Uh, we got to be able to make money. And look at our debt. And un unfortunately, uh, with all the money that we're having to, uh, you know, come forth, and and I support that for this COVID-19. Why? Because of poor leadership starting in January. If we'd had better leadership in January, we'd have a different outcome today, in my opinion. Again, my opinion, right? And then number 10, number 10 uh, is compromise. And there's a few things that I, I lay out in comp uh, compromise. I lay out, and, and, and the host today was asking me about it. I lay out the 15 steps of negotiation, right? And there's a sequence in all of those steps. And uh, let me see if I can remember. Okay, uh, here, 
let me see if I can turn to it. Uh, yeah. And these 15 steps, I start off with rule number one, never have your mind made up when you go into a negotiation. That's what I'm saying to every American today. It's have, never have your mind made up when you, when you see someone that may look different than you, someone that may talk different than you, someone that may, uh, may, may not share your same opinion as you do. And find uh, in the rule number two that I lay out, find out what everybody wants. That goes back to number one, the vision for the country. What do you want? What do you want for yourself? What do you want for your family? And what do we want for this nation? We want this nation to be the leader. We want this nation to be respected. We want to be, we want to be a bumble reproach. We cannot be looked at as this nation of violence and shooting each other and abusing each other and not, not respecting each other. We cannot, we cannot do that. We got to be better. We can do better. We can do better. And then, uh, and then another thing, search, layout, search for common ground. This is what I'm talking about. Search for common ground on both sides of the aisle. And uh, someone asked me recently, uh, when, when I talk about healing America, what's healing the better? We want to try to uh, fix any party. I'm not trying to fix any party. I'm an American. We are all Americans. And we've got to start start someplace. And uh, I think my recommendation is as good as any place else. <laughs> so how's that for being humble? And uh, in, in all seriousness, I, I, I'm, I'm serious about this. And I'm serious about these rules that we have. And I'm serious about all Americans uh, standing up and saying, I'm proud of this country. I, and we can disagree. Uh, but it's come to the table and let's agree with respect. It's be tolerant. It's invite all people in. Uh, just because uh, we think one way, it's open up that we have some dialogue, right? So, so at that, I can't believe our time's up. <laughs> we're over. We're, we're, uh, we, we completed. So I, I really want to uh, hope everything's okay with our guests. And uh, we'll certainly, I'm looking forward to having him on the show. We will set it up again because he has a lot of experience. I'm looking forward to having a conversation with him. He's led some great campaigns. He's a great American. And I uh, hope everything's okay with him. And we will certainly get him booked again. And uh, so next week we, we got, we're going to come back and we got another another great guest, uh, Robert uh, Mitchell Johnson. Next week on the show. So with that, I want one other thing. I remember this: wear your mask, wash your hands, <laughs> social distance. Let's get a control of this virus so we can start getting control of our economy. So again, hope you hope you uh, hope you take a few nuggets from this evening, and I want to thank you for your time, and we'll talk to you next week. Be safe. Good evening. Thank you for your participation and interest in Healing America with Dr. Jim White. To stay in touch with Jim, go to www.healingamericawithdrjimwhite.com.